on my way to church, um, I do cross some railroad tracks. Every now and then, uh, when I approach uh, the railroad track, um, those red blinking lights would uh, start flashing, to, and, and the arm barrier would, would start coming down. To, well, they are warning lights to alert the drivers that a train is coming that we need to stop. Well, if, if we ignore those warnings, there'll be dreadful consequences. You know, a few uh, years back, I experienced a, a pinhole leak in the pipe above um, the ceiling. It was a hassle to get it fixed. But then, a few months later, uh, I had another pinhole leak in another area of the house. I asked myself, well, is, is that just a coincidence? Well, I had a, another repairman come to, to fix the damage. Unfortunately, a few months later, a third pinhole uh, leak occurred. And I took that as a clear warning that I might need to replace my galvanized pipe well, I heeded to the warning and replaced all of my pipes before it be becomes a major catastrophe. Well, when you are given a warning, what do you do? Do you ignore it or do you heed to it and do something about it? Well, we have seen that the priests uh, during the Malachi, they annoy the warning. Well, let me just uh, take a step back and review a little bit of what we have covered during the last few weeks in our study in Malachi. See, the uh, Israelites have come back to their homeland after being captives as slaves in Babylon for 70 years. The temple was rebuilt, and the walls of Jerusalem were erected, uh, and they were established the sacrificial system. However, their faith in the Lord grew cold. The people were doing all the right things, but yet they became apathetic. Unfortunately, the priests who were to guide and teach these people the law have not left home to their duties in a proper attitude. They despise the Lord, and God called them out about their polluted worship. Malachi, in our passage, sends a harsh warning to the priests to turn from their wicked ways, or else they will face dreadful consequences. See, the priest's behavior show really what is in their hearts. They have a low view of God. And as a result, they have misled the people. And our message today can be broken up into three statements. First, we'll cover God's command, commandments to the priests. Here we see God warning them that the uh, there will be dreadful consequences if they continue their evil ways. In second section, God's covenant with the priests. 
See, God there reminds the priests that their covenant role is, and they need to return back to it. And the third section is God finishes this uh, passage by explaining God's contempt for the priests. Okay, let's, let's take a look. Verse 1. It says, And now, O priests, this command is for you. We see here uh, the author, Malachi, is telling the priest, Hey, you guys need to pay attention. Listen up. What I'm going to have to tell you is very important. What follows is a very strong warning to the priest. It is a conditional warning. So let's take a look at these conditions as well as look at the consequences afterward. What will follow actually is an indictment against the priest. There are two conditions that's recorded here as we uh, read verses 2. If you will not listen, if you will not take it to heart, to give honor to my name, saith the Lord of hosts, then I will send your curse, send the curse upon you, and I will curse your blessing indeed. I have already cursed them because you do not lay it to heart. So the first condition deals with listening. This word listening is connected to obedience. See, listening and responding goes hand in hand. The second condition deals with their attitude. It says, if one takes what is her to heart, he's taking what he listened to seriously. And as he reflects upon it, if it makes sense to him, he proceeds to live out their lives to giving honor to God. And one brings glory to God by listening and obeying God's word completely. Now that reminds me of an illustration that's recorded in James chapter 2. Where God's word is described as a mirror. See, when we get up in the morning and we look at the mirror, it reveals maybe our ears are sticking up. Well, what is our response? If we take it to heart, we will respond by fixing our ear, combing it down, fixing the problem. See, transformation only happens when we obey God's word consistently. And may we allow God's word to govern our lives. The priests were not only violating the law, but they were appear not to be even aware what they were doing. They're just going through the motion as they serve the Lord. Apathy has sneaked in. And the priests had no appreciation of God's name. They have no regrets of misleading the people. They have hardened their hearts and not allowed God will to rule in their lives. Instead of bringing unblemished animals to sacrifice, the people brought animals with broken legs and deformed. And, and yet the priests, instead of rebuking them, accepted it. It revealed 
what is in their hearts. The priests have become apathetic and forgotten their calling from God. For those who are serving the Lord, do we see our calling and see it as a privilege to serve God, to be, to be placed in position of influence? Has serving God become an obligation, a duty? Have we lost our joy in serving? God has placed us where we are to give honor to Him. See, the priests are to lift God's name up, but they ended up despising God and questioning God. Malachi goes on in verses 2 and 3 to spell out the consequences if they do not change their ways. Verse 2, it says, If you will not listen, if you will not take it to heart to give honor to my name, saith the Lord of hosts, then I will send a curse upon you. You and I will curse your blessing. Indeed, I have already cursed them because you do not lay it to heart. Behold, I will rebuke your offspring and spread dung on your faces, the dung of your offering, and you shall be taken away with it. So the priests are in position of great influence over the people. As a result, God holds them in a higher accountability. They can influence them in a right way or they could influence them in a negative way. Almost all of us have influence over some group of people. You know, as parents, we, we, we have influence over our children. Uh, as older siblings, we have influence over the younger siblings. And, and as maybe a student leader, we have influence over other students. As, as small group leaders or uh, discipleship leaders, we have influence over those that are in our group. How are we influencing those that listen to us? Are we bringing people closer to God or are we pushing them away from the Lord? Those who are parents or teachers or mentors or those that are in position of authority will be held in a higher standard because we can mislead those that are under our care. We need to understand the principle of privilege and responsibility. When we are given more privileges or authority or influences, then there will be more responsibility that's given to us. We are not only responsible for ourselves, where our actions will only affect us. But when we have greater influence, then our action will affect others that are around us. We see in verse 2 that the priests will be cursed if, they, if there is no change from what they're doing. In addition, God will curse their blessings. God will make it clear. God made it clear in the law in Deuteronomy chapter 28, 15 to 68, that if his people obey his law, then they will be blessed. On the other hand, if they disobey, then they will be cursed. God wants to bless his people. But if they choose to dishonor God, then they 
will be disciplined. Instead of giving them blessing, God will give them curse. The priests basically are robbing themselves of God's blessing to them. Actually, as we read this verse, God says he has started this process of cursing the priests already because they haven't taken seriously God's warning to heart. They have a low view of God. The spiritual condition of the leader is generally reflected in the people. Not only will the priests suffer by their disobedience, but others will suffer because of the priest's bad influence. Malachi further explained this curse in verse 3. He says, Behold, I will rebuke your offspring and spread dung on your face and the dung of your offering, and you shall be taken away with it. Here in this section, we see two more consequences that's recorded. First, it says, rebuke your offspring. And secondly, done will be spread on the priest's face. This curse will also affect the priest's offspring. The priests come from the tribe of Levi, where God's chosen them to serve him. Now, through the lineage of Aaron, who is from the tribe of Levi, priests are chosen to serve God. Now, one possibility of understanding what this uh, offspring is, is that it, it, it refers to losing their privileges to serve the Lord. And a second possibility is that the, these offspring uh, refers to the harvest, that the priests were dependent upon the harvest for the tithe, the priests will eventually suffer if God cursed the sea. I believe possibly both of these options can take place. Now, the second consequence is that the dung will be spread on the priest's face. Well, let, let me give you a little background what, what this is all about. Now, before the priest burned the, the, the offering that is brought to him, uh, he would need to take out all the innards, you know, the intestines and all the other inner uh, guts and, 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 and content. Now, it also includes dung. What that is, is poop. There might be poops inside the system of the, of the animal. Well, before, before they burn off or anything, they take all that nasty stuff out. Then they would burn the offering. And then they would take all this inner dung, they would take it out of the camp and dispose of it. Now, because of the unfaithfulness of the priests, it says the dung or this, this, these disgusted inners will be spread all over their face. That, that, wow, I can't even imagine that. That is an object lesson of humiliation before all the people. It's a sign of rejection by God. Anyone that has contact with this waste is rendered ceremonially unclean and unfit to serve. Now, unfortunately, 
we have seen clergies being humiliated because of sex scandals as well as unfaithful acts. It not only brought disgrace to them, but it brought great disgrace to God. This disgrace also happened in our church here to someone that I greatly respected and I served with him for 17 years. He was a visionary man, a tremendous communicator. However, apathy set in and he became vulnerable to temptation and he fell into immorality. It stained his reputation, but even worse, it stained God's reputation. One big lesson that I learned is that none of us are immune to spiritual attack. And one scheme that Satan uses is to get those that are in position of influence comfortable. If we're not careful... It can lead to apathy and, and being stagnant. Our love for God can grow cold. Therefore, let us all take heart to the warning that Malachi gave to the priests as well as those that are in position of influence. Now, that leads us to the second part of the message which is God's covenant with the priests. Here we see that God reminds the priests what their covenant role is, and they need to go back and return to it and do those things. Let's look at, let's look at verse 4. Malachi here introduces God's covenant with Levi. So shall you know that I have sent this command to you, that my covenant with Levi may stand, saith the Lord of hosts. What is this covenant with Levi? Well, as, as Joshua, as you remember, led the Israelites into the promised land, each tribe was given a portion of the land, except for Levi, or the Levite, Levites. Instead, God made a special covenant with Levi, whose descendants were chosen to become priests and servants that performed duties at the tabernacle. See, God reminds the priests of their covenant role as recorded in verses 5 and 7. We see both their private life and their public life are being described. What we do outwardly is a reflection of what is going on inside of us. The Levi priests were committed to an intimate relationship with the Lord. They feared God. And they walked with God. Well, let's take a look, beginning verse 5. It says, My covenant with him was one of life and peace. I gave them to him. It was a covenant of fear, and he feared me. He stood in awe of my name. 
God gave Levi a wonderful covenant of life and peace because he feared the Lord. Well, let us still take a little closer look at Levi's private life. The Levites of uh, Moses' days had a clear understanding of who God is and who they are. See, the, they recognize that God is a sovereign God, the creator of the universe, the savior of their life. They also have a good understanding of who they are. They, as Levites, are children of God who are chosen to serve him. They are really inadequate and helpless without God. As a result, they fear God. Their deep faith in God affected every part of their life. And their belief dictated their behavior. As a result, they fear God by revering Him and standing in awe of Him. Jerry, Bushes, Jerry Bridges describes two kinds of fears. One kind of fear is described by a slave toward his harsh and unyielding master. A second kind of fear is described by a son toward his relationship with his father. Malachi here is referring to the latter kind of fear between the son to his father. Do you have a healthy fear for God? Do you see him as a loving father or a harsh master? Unfortunately, the priests in Malachi's day did not fear God. Although they were heirs of the, of the Levites, they had a low view of God. God's reminding them to remember his heritage and to live up to their calling. Not only did Levi fear God, but also we see in the next few verses that uh, he walked with God. Beginning in verse 6, it says, True instruction was in his mouth, and no wrong was found in his lips. He walked with me in peace and uprightness, and he turned many from iniquity. For the lips of a priest shall, shall guard knowledge, and people shall see instructions from his mouth. For he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. Walking with someone conveys two people that wanted to spend time together, engaging in deep conversation and being together side by side, enjoying one another's company. Do we find joy walking with the Lord? Is that something that we look forward to every day? If we want to influence others, it is imperative that we first allow God to influence us. May we seek to emulate Him. God is a God of integrity, and we also should pursue to speak truth and not lie. Levi walks with God in peace 
in uprightness. People are looking at us to see if our belief is really genuine. How do we live? How do we live out our belief? Can others see peace and uprightness in us? Our true colors is evident when we are in the midst of crisis. During difficult times, our real self emerges. What we really believe will come out to the forefront. And the strength of our private, private life with God will be revealed publicly, particularly during difficult times. We have looked at Levi's private life. Now let us look at Levi's public life. I like to, to look at the message translation of verse 6 and 7. It helps us to understand a little bit clearer. So let me, let me read it in the message. It says in verse 6, He taught the truth and did not lie. He walked with me in peace and uprightness. He kept many out of the ditch, kept them on the road. It's the job of priests to teach the truth. People are supposed to look to them for guidance. The priest is the messenger of God of the angel armies. You see here, one of the key functions of the priest is to teach the law, which is a manual for life. It shows us how we can have a deeper vertical relationship with God and also how we can have a deeper horizontal relationship with others that are around us. God has given us truth in the law, in His Word. The Levites of Moses' days upheld the inerrant in, in inspired, infallible Word of God. They taught the whole counsel of God unapologetically. True instruction was in their mouth. They were well familiar with God's Word and able to use it regularly in their daily lives. Others will seek them for guidance. Likewise, we as influencer or to know God's Word, know it well, and to take advantage of every opportunity to share truths to those that God has entrusted to us. May we learn to love God's Word and feel at ease in using it to encourage others as well as to warn others. May we be intentional in teaching God's truths. Now, a second public behavior is highlighted in verse 6, is that the Levi turned many from iniquity. I see here that Levi warned others of the consequences of iniquity. They need to turn to God from sin. It's not easy to talk about sin. Many times we tend to avoid it. The Levites were committed to pointing people to God, who is the only one that can save us from the bondage of sin. 
Jesus is the only way that we can be saved. He has paid the penalty of our sin on the cross. And when we place our personal trust in him, we can be saved. We have uh, covered the uh, covenant role of Levi by looking at his private life as well as his public life. He feared God and he walked with God. He taught God's word and turned many from iniquities. God has rebuked the priests and warned them if they do not return, then they will face dreadful consequences. The first part of uh, the message speaks of God's commandment to the priests. We see the, the second part here, we just finished, talks about God's covenant with the priests, and most specifically uh, with um, Levi and his descendants. They're reminded to return back to the role that uh, was given to Levi. Unfortunately, we come to the final portion of this passage where it explains God's contempt for the priests. Let's take a look in verses 8 and 9. But you have turned aside from the way. You have caused many to stumble by your instructions. You have corrupted the covenant of Levi. Yet said, said it the Lord of hosts, and so I make you despise and abase before all the people, inasmuch as you do not keep my ways, but show partiality in your instruction. There are four ways described in this passage, in these last two verses, shows how the priests have shown contempt to God. And as a result of their contempt to God, God has contempt toward them. First and foremost, they disobey the Lord. They have disregarded the warnings and turned aside from the way. It, it was willful disobedience. Secondly, the priests distracted the people. In other words, they have caused many to stumble by their instruction. They have set aside the law and introduced their own ideas. One thing is to make a poor decision that robs the individual personally. But we see that the priests became apathetic toward their ministry. They have robbed themselves of God's blessings. But through their misguided teaching, have driven the people further away from the Lord. The word of the Lord is supposed to build up the follower, but have caused many to stumble by their instruction. This is how the priests have shown contempt to God. See, each one of us as influencer is to be a good example by what we say and what we do. It can encourage others or it can stumble others. Because we are influencers, we will be held accountable to a higher standard. 
Now, the third way how the priests have shown contempt to God is by disregarding the covenant of God to Levi. They basically have corrupted it. They have given the Levite a bad name. In the fourth way, how the priests have shown contempt to God is their partiality as seen in the latter part of verse 9. See, they, these priests are to be trusted leaders. They're to be committed to integrity as they help resolve disputes among the people. However, they were demonstrating partiality for personal gain. In Deuteronomy 16, verse 19, it says, You shall not pervert justice. You shall not show partiality, and you shall not accept a bribe. For a bribe blinds the eyes of the wise and subvert the cause of righteousness. When we show partiality, we are more susceptible to taking a bribe. This is one of the fastest ways to lose trust. When leaders are not able to be trusted, it costs others to turn away from God. With all the contempts that they had toward God, God said that the priests will be despised and abased before all the people. They will be, in other words, be humiliated before all of them. Those who are entrusted with influence or held to a higher standard. All of us are held accountable because we can influence a person in the right way or in the wrong way. May we take heed to God's warning from this passage and take to heart what we need to do. Let us set a good example to those that God has entrusted to us by fearing God, by walking with God, by teaching God's Word, and by turning people from iniquity. Let's bow for prayer. Dear God, we uh, thank you for this passage. And you have provided uh, warnings to the priests, and it reminds us that um, uh, we need to examine ourselves and take it to heart um, where our relationship with you uh, we are despising you are we apathetic uh, do we need to renew ourselves uh, father um, may we uh, learn to to fear you and to walk with you to enjoy your presence and cherish cherish your word and to teach it to others as well as to help others warn others turn them back turn them away from iniquities we pray in Jesus name Amen